0: Football on Off The Ball
1: With Sky Don't miss Aston Villa Take on West Ham On Super Sunday Live on Sky Sports Yeah, welcome back to the show And I'm also delighted to say Welcome back as well It being a Thursday evening To the show is John Giles John, good evening to you Evening, Richie How are you getting on? (laughs) Oh, So far, so good, Richie So far, so good (laughs) That is what I like to hear I'd imagine you're a damn sight better Than Nolly Gunnar Solskjaer
0: Has been this week, John I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't like to be in his position Yeah it's a rough one put it that way Very uh, very difficult position for him to be in now
1: Yeah Manchester United nil Liverpool 5 of course it was a game we brought you live mm. uh, on Sundays off the ball um, Just a remarkable game all, went, all ends up not only because of the, the nature of the defeat I guess for Manchester United and there have been a few big ones in recent years it kind of seems strange to say that we think back to the, the 6-1 against Manchester City um, a decade ago now at this stage and there have been others in between now since the Tottenham game was a bit of a disaster last year too for them uh, again at Old Trafford and this time around shipping five goals defensively looking all over the place their discipline seemed to have been an absolute nightmare almost from the get-go as well there's, there's, there was literally no positives to take out of it from that game uh, from Oligon and Solskjaer which of course has led John to, to talk over his future yep. um, this week uh, How did you mark the United performance uh, last Sunday watching that game live?
0: I oh, was Zero, which mm-hmm. it was, it couldn't have been much worse uh, against you know a top team in a top match, uh, and you know you, you mentioned there the results in previous years, they were one-offs, Richie. You know the, I don't ever remember the Manchester United team. i gone back to Ferguson's time when they were really successful. Uh, you know they were beaten one time I think at Southampton, but picked it up straight away. Yeah. I mean this particular run they're on uh, is very very poor. Leicester beat them. Uh, they, they had a great second half uh, against the the, the um, European team. Yeah. But, you know, we have to go back on it. And Paul Scholes, who was a great player for Manchester United, was bang on. You know, and he said after the match, he said, you must be happy with the, you know, the comeback. And he said, no, I'm not. I'm worried, more worried about the first half. In fact, he said, you know, if they play like that against Liverpool, they're going to get a right hiding. So they haven't been playing well. There hasn't been a consistency about the performance that you need from a Manchester United team uh, if they're going to challenge for anything. But it, you don't expect a disaster like they had last weekend.
1: Yeah, it's a strange one because everybody could look at the, the first half of that Atal- Atalanta game. You don't have to be Paul Scholes level game to figure that there were many problems uh, with how United play, particularly defensively that night. So it seemed an incredible surprise when you decided to go with the same starting eleven more or less, again on Sunday. Like to think that you know there weren't any issues. That there's two ways of looking at it. You could you could have said you could look at it, that team being the same and say right, go out and and prove me wrong. Go and show that you're actually you know worth more and and have a performance in you that you didn't show on Wednesday night, or it shows a certain level of naivety to think that despite the flaws and problems that were shown up against Atalanta in the Champions League that they'd suddenly be rectified against a far superior team come the Sunday.
0: Well, it's very hard to rectify it. It, after one match. I think the problem uh, uh, there, Richie, is that, you know, Salzgitter's been there for three years. And after three years, then, then you do put your mark on the club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can have a bad look. Like in Ferguson's time, as I said, he beat beaten at Southampton. He knew that was a disaster. But then and he went on a great run after that. And that was, that was one uh, match you could pick out probably in his reign. Uh, at Old Trafford, particularly after a couple of years when he got a grip of the place, uh, but this this is this is this is the manager's Solskjaer's now third year, and after three years, you shouldn't be having as many bad performances as we've seen in the last few weeks, particularly the Liverpool performance.
1: It seems like like you're talking about a team that should be. In his mould and in his vision now, because he's been there that long and he's had, you know, a few transfer windows to to get this right, and he's spent a lot of money. If anything, they seem to have regressed, which just doesn't seem to make a heap of sense at all.
0: No, I mean, if you look at most of the managers, it took Klopp a little while, well Guardiola, all this, Tuchel, to to to, to put that stamp on it. Now, Tuchel did very well; he did it very very quickly. Klopp took a little bit of time. Uh, Pep did it most of the time. But, you see, I think in Solskjaer's ca- case, I don't think he's capable of putting his stamp on it. Or, maybe this is his stamp, Richie. Now, I don't want to be too cruel to him, but this is a fact, and we're talking big, big stuff here about Manchester United. I don't know what Solskjaer's style is supposed to be. All I read about from the time he came to the club we're well, going back to the Fergie day. You know, he's got people around him like Michael Carrick and uh, Mike Phelan. <laughs> as if you're going to go back to the way Ferguson had it uh, with the staff that he has. There is no Fergie way, Richie. It's the way Fergie does it, whatever club he goes to. So it's not the Manchester United way and the Fergie way. I mean, when you come into management like Salty goes into... What you do over the years with Ferguson, you learn from Ferguson. You learn what you think he did right, what he did wrong... And then you do what you want to do. You do, you can't copy an ex-manager. You have to do it yourself. And I think that's the position that's, that that is in. It's like I said. Well, we'll do it the way Fergie did it. It doesn't work that way. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think he's I think he's he's, he's probably a nice lad in that. But is he capable of doing the job for Manchester United? I don't think so. Like I just don't think he's capable of doing it
1: the thing what's about, needed the thing about Ferguson as well is that he was there that long and he had so much time to I guess embed himself in the job and then when he was then when the success actually hit like there were so many different ways that, that Manchester United played under Ferguson like he had like a thousand different ways to skin a cat like I think back to the like, I was listening to a podcast about it recently about the the cup final in nineteen ninety, which they eventually won, of course, in a replay, which was which Ferguson's first uh, first yes. trophy. But he was like playing Paul Ince right back. Like he, he, there was different ways and means of going about things. He would, he would approach every, I guess, challenge upon its own merits. And and to think that there's a one size fits all that should be in place for a Manchester United squad, particularly in the current game, just seems ridiculously misguided.
0: Well, it's it, it that was that was never true. Where there was a way to play. Uh, 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 Richie, because when you play different teams you've got to play in, in the way that, that you, you, you win matches so there's not w- any one way like don't forget in Ferguson's case it was three years before he got it right he made a good few mistakes but when he got it right he got it right and it was him if he was making the mistakes in the first three years it was his fault Right. In Solskjaer's case, to be honest, I don't think he's in charge of the situation. So, Fergie, there was nobody telling Fergie what to do. He had a belief in himself. He did make some mistakes. But when he got it right, he got it right. But it was the way he did it, the way he wants to do it. And it's his personality. He wasn't copying anybody, mm. he was doing it himself. Now, what's happened, I think, in this times because Solskjaer played under him a bit, and the, the, the staff feeling, uh, and Kerrick played under. And when he was coming into it, uh, he. Uh, I actually said, we're going back to the Fergie way. But there is no Fergie way. Fergie's gone. And you have to do it yourself. Obviously, you take things from Fergie that you believe to be right, and then you you, you work on them from then on. But it doesn't work in in, in that particular way, Uh, Mm -hmm. Richie. in 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 uh, In my book... Of course it's... you learn. You learn, from, you learn from the managers. You learn from what well, Fergie did right, what he did wrong, did most things right. But then you put your own stamp on it. I don't see any stamp from Celsiar on this group of players. Uh, and and that now you get the, the inconsistency that, that you see. Yeah. And, and when he's there for a, a few years, then the players It's funny in the dressing room, the morale, they know if he's not doing something right, they know about it. Yeah. I mean, if you take the Pogba case, for example, you know, against Leicester, they were terrible against Leicester a couple of weeks ago. And I, I didn't see all the match. But, but Pogba was one of the leading men in it. Very, very, very poor. And who's out after the match telling how it should be done? Only Pogba. We have to do this. I'm not getting this right. We're not getting that right. I think he left him out for, of, the, of the next match. Yeah. And then he came on the sub last week. And, and what I read in the paper, that uh, Pogba's not talking to him. You know, as if it's as if it's Solskjaer's fault. Yeah.
1: And it's suddenly become a very leaky dressing room as well. Like there's talk that some of the players don't feel necessarily that Solskjaer as nice a guy as he might be, and as much as they might like him as a person, don't necessarily rate him as a as a yeah. tactician, as somebody who can lead the team forward. As soon as those stories start to come out of a dressing room, like directly out of a dressing room. Mm. That's almost the point of no return
0: for manager either. Well, it's, it's very, very difficult because players in, 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 in dress rooms, you, always, you don't have every player the same in the dress room. Mm. Everybody has their own ideas and their own way. And usually looking after, well, how does it affect me when we play badly? You know, That's what happens when, when the, the, you don't have a Ferguson or a Guardiola or a Klopp in the, in the, in the, as manager yeah. because you have to lead them and players will always find a way out but when you see it so obvious that Pogba who's in my opinion one of the major faults in the team is out saying this is what we're doing wrong and this is what we have to do and he's not doing it himself now if you look back on Ferguson and Matt Busby and they're the great managers they wouldn't allow that they wouldn't allow it to get to that stage they just wouldn't so I, I feel sorry for Solskjaer in, in, in many ways because I don't think he has the control at Old Trafford and the power at Old Trafford that uh, managers need. I, I, think he's, I, I think he came into the club and I think that there, there, there are forces in the club who uh, don't respect him. I mean, I think as a manager, you need to be in charge of the comings and goings of players. That's one of the major things in the club. Yeah. I don't think he's in charge of that.
1: Having been there a few times as a delegate, the lot... Hang on a a second, Well, you've kept this completely buried forever. Only ever as an underage delegate. So what does an underage delegate mean? Someone that's not 60. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: OTB AM, live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app.
1: The Ronaldo situation would kind of point to that because that seemed like a vanity purchase from the club's point of view, specifically because, and myself and yourself, funnily enough, had that chat on the Thursday night when it appeared like it was all gung-ho that Ronaldo was going to Manchester City and then the next day you've got people like Rio Ferdinand popping up on social media, you know, with uh, hints that you know things might necessarily be moving in that direction and it seems like outside factors outside the club guided this 36-year-old who is, you know, very very talented and extremely gifted footballer and finisher, but in terms of what he can add to a modern team at the top end of a of a league isn't actually that much anymore they've been almost railroaded from a vanity standpoint into signing Ronaldo and it seems to be regressing them even further because now they have to absolutely service his needs on and off the pitch and that's, if that doesn't happen then Manchester United aren't going to no, win it, matches. Well, the, main,
0: the main thing there which you'd have to ask was Solskjaer the man that wanted Ronaldo?
1: I think the answer to that is clearly no. no yeah.
0: A lot of people would say and I would say and I think no, I don't think so. And I think that that is the situation at the at the club. I don't think he's in charge of the comings and goings, and that's ninety percent of the job. Yeah. Like as a manager, you get rid of the players you don't want, and you get in the players you do want. That's how you. That's the vision you have for the team. I don't think that is the case with Chelsea. I think the people that that were doing the Ronaldo deal, for example, I don't know who they are, but I'd say that there's enough lot of that the financial situation. Uh, involved in these particular moves. In other words, like they're getting Ronaldo back in. I mean, they probably got their money back in selling the jerseys. But you'd have to ask Solskjaer, did you want them? Now, he might say, yeah, I did, but I I would doubt it very much. The Pogba situation at Old Trafford, right? He hasn't signed a new contract. They've offered him an increase on his contract because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Right, because he can refuse anything that's gone. And he's refused it so far. Right? Now, as a manager in Ferguson's case, the first thing he'd say early on, I don't want this guy here. Mm-hmm. If he's not going to sign a contract, he's not part of the team, I want him out. I don't think Salcia has the power to do that. I think the people who are doing it, this is a financial situation. Paul they bought for $90 million. At the end of the season, he can go for nothing. Now, I think the people that, are, that do the money stuff there, this is something that would drive them round the bend. We're going to lose a player that we paid 90 million for.
1: Yeah,
0: so we're it. offering this, that, and the other, and he's turning it down.
1: That situation's only going to get uglier as well because as of January he can, he can go and yeah. talk to prospective new clubs. And but exactly. He might, but like, he, don't build, he can't build a team like that. Exactly. He's got one foot out the door and looking, and looking elsewhere.
0: And looking elsewhere. You see, at the moment he <laughs> plays quite well at times, right? Hmm. Because he knows now. He's on the shop window. In my This is my opinion on it. Yeah. When it comes to Christmas, he can do the deal, as you say, Richie, with Juventus on any team. But he has to stay at the club until the end of the season. If that's the case, he won't kick a ball from Manchester United to, from Christmas to the end of the season because he won't want to get injured. Yeah. But when you're trying to build a morale in the club and team spirit, how do you define that? You don't define it, you, you can't define it with somebody who doesn't want to commit himself to the club at the moment and is not playing very well anyway. Now, again, you'd go back. If Ferguson was there, would Ferguson put up with that? Would Klopp put up with that? Would Tuchel put up with No, no way. But I don't think Solskjaer is in a position of power to do anything about it. So what the, the club might be saying, well, well, we'll save money on it, but in the meantime, actually, you're losing matches and you're losing money. They've That's got, the problem. That's yeah. the big problem in Old Trafford.
1: And they've got a they've got a very difficult run coming up now. They've got uh, Spurs away, as we mentioned, uh, coming up on Saturday evening. Then they were away to Atlanta, Manchester City at home, and then uh, you've got uh, a game on the horizon before the end of November too, uh, away to Chelsea. You would presume given the way the wind is blowing, that Solskjaer won't be in charge by the time, say, that Chelsea game comes around by the end of the month. It could surprise us he could still be there, but there seems to be a lack of vision at United as regards what their next manager will be, you know, what type of manager they're looking for, what vision they have for the club for the next three to five years going forward, because Hmm. the the last three years now have to be viewed as another write-off.
0: Well, that was their decision. You know, I I think they wanted Solskjaer, and they do want somebody like Salciar who won't make a fuss, As we know, I mean, Conte is available and has been available uh, in, in, in Italy, right? And he's available now. Would they go for him? I mean, he's, he's a winner, and he's, he's, he's a proven winner. He, they, he might not be easy as easy to deal with as they are with Salciar, because they seem to be in charge of the situation there, right? But will they have the courage to say, okay, this is what we need, and, and we're going to do it? I think in Salciar's case, at the moment, they could go out and play really well at the weekend. That's what you get mm. one weekend. Then, and it might be for two weekends, and then it goes back to where it was last week. It's lack of consistency that that, that, that does it. Now you get the likes of Conte and Tuchel and Pep Guardiola in the club. They they're in charge of it. They don't let players do anything but what they want them to do. I mean, if you go back to the weekend, I know there was very little talk about Liverpool mm. in the match, but Liverpool were really, really good. A well-organised team. They were going to Old Trafford. They knew what, what they were doing. They had the spirit about them. And they were, they're a well-organised team. You don't get the inconsistency with Liverpool. Are yeah. the top teams like we're getting at Manchester United at the moment? The fact is at Manchester United, they've got a very, very, very good, talented group of players. But you have to have a manager to manage those players and get the best from them. That, doesn't, that hasn't been the case, I think, with Solskjaer. And I, I'd, I'd say it's unlikely that it's going to be the case in the future. Yeah. So they've got to make a big decision. Conte has come in the paper, said he's available. He, like, this fellow's been brilliant. He, two years at, at uh, Chelsea, win the cup in the league, and he, he wasn't getting on with the players, supposedly, because he was supposed to be too tough. Then he goes back to Italy, I think, with Milan, into Milan and wins, and wins the, 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 the championship that Juventus have dominated for nearly 10 years. I mean, this fella's a winner, but he's a hard nut, and he would he would insist on having charge of who comes and who goes, like all the good managers do. All managers going into the game have a vision, if that's the right word, uh, Richie, of how they want the team to play and who they can get in to play in the way they want them to play. That's a vision they have. right? Now, they have to be allowed fulfil that vision. In other words, I want Joe Bloggs, I want him, I want him, I want him, I want him out, I want him out, I want out. Solskjaer hasn't had that position.
1: Yeah. Um, our football, of course, is with thanks on Off The Ball here, thanks to Sky. do Spurs versus Manchester United on Saturday Night Football Live only on Sky Sports. John, let's talk about Liverpool for a second, because as much talk as there has been about United mm. being awful and Solskjaer being tactically inept and all that kind of stuff, mm. like Liverpool and particularly away from home this season, have been absolutely scintillating. Like, away from home, they put five past Porto, five past Watford, uh, they scored three at Atletico Madrid, they scored five at Manchester United. Away from home, scoring goals, unbeaten so far in the league this season. They look like a real, real prospect yet again, and it's testament to, to what Klopp has been able to do. When, when They're not exactly been active in the transfer market. Ibrahim Kanate, who did okay, he didn't, wasn't asked to do much last Sunday, It was their only real signing this past summer. They look very, very good again.
0: Yeah, they, they, well, they had a bad season last season, as we know. A lot of injuries and lots of things going on. Uh, but but in Klopp, Klopp has actually put his mark on Liverpool. You can tell from, from the way they play since he's got there. Uh, and, 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 and again, the away-from-home business. I think Klopp's attitude is, I don't care whether we're playing away from home. And, 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 and funny enough, I totally agree with him. Uh, and we can come to that if you want to yeah. in a minute. Playing away from home is a state of mind that, oh, you hear managers, we've got to keep it tight here for the first 15 minutes. There's a lot of rubbish talk, uh, uh, Richie. If you're going to keep it tight for the what's? what about the last 15 minutes? You don't have to keep that tight. You play for a moment. I, my, my experience now is playing in Liverpool in the old days in the grey team. I love playing at Liverpool because they talked about the cop and they're going to suck the ball into the net. It's total nonsense. If you're playing as a player and you're in the middle of the field, and I'm talking about myself now, and we were playing and Eddie Gray was on the left wing, what was stopping me, apart from the Liverpool players, from knocking it out to Eddie Gray? It's a football pitch. It's the ball is the same wherever you play. It's a state of mind. And Klopp has that in a big way. I don't think he says to the players, listen, lads, we've got to keep it tight here. His attitude is, listen, we're playing on United, we're playing on the pitch, the ball's the same, the pitch is the same, we go out and play and we do the things that we should be doing, either defensively or offensively. This is what we do. But, he, the, but the players are listening to him and he doesn't take any nonsense from them at all. This is what you do and this is what I'm telling you to do. And they do it. And I, they say, I've said one thing, Richie, and, I, and, and I, you might answer it for sure. me. You, I believe that if Klopp was offered Pogba for nothing, he wouldn't take him.
1: Now, he's, I'd say he looks for a certain type of of players, one that'll suit his team, and I think that's been like exactly. one, one of the things. One of the things you always hear about Klopp and it, it, of prospective signings was mentioned a lot. He'll be in conversation with them or their family, and just, he'll he'll know what kind of person he's signing before he yeah. actually goes and, and gets the check. But
0: he, he sees them, the main thing. He sees them on the pitch. He sees well, look, these guys are the right character on the pitch, and when he gets them, he gets them, and he stands no nonsense whatsoever. They have to go out and play the way he wants them to play. Or he'd the, but when he had Ben Techie, do you must have Ben Techie? Yeah. <laughs> kicked him out <laughs> seems, straight away. Couldn't take him.
1: Years ago now, Richard. Yeah.
0: You know, I remember him coming off the pitch in one of the matches at at, at Anfield and he's given him a right telling off. He just couldn't he couldn't stand that type of individual. And he he won't stand any nonsense from anybody. So if 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 Pop, in my opinion, was at Liverpool and he played the way he plays in some of the matches and comes on the television talking the way he's t- talking, right? There's no way Klopp would, ha- would hold on to, him. no way. And yet now you go to Manchester United, and they're offering new contracts every week, bigger contracts every week, playing the way and doing what he's doing. That's when the club is in trouble. Yeah,
1: uh, John, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think you've done enough to extend your contract by another week here uh, on the show. <laughs> uh, we'll give you a shout next week. I hope next so, Ricky, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, we'll talk to you next week. Have a go between now and then. All right. All right. Thanks, Richie. There you go. There's John Giles here
0: on off the Mall.